Hello and welcome to Surveyor Says, the podcast from the National Society of Professional Surveyors. Each week, we bring you fascinating guests that are involved in the profession of surveying. We cover a lot of ground, including table lay talk with Gary Kent, point of order with the NSPS Joint Government Affairs Team, future focus, highlighting current and future leaders of the profession, and everything survey-related in between. Thanks for joining us here on the podcast and hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Surveyor Says. Hello and welcome to another episode of Surveyor Says. I'll try to get through this one because uh, my guest today is already cracking me up. We're having some fun uh, pre-show, let's call it. She's going to try to set me off and keep me cracking up, which she's going to do anyway. But uh, uh, my guest today is Sherry, and I'm not going to get this wrong because she's already told me a whole bunch of different ways to pronounce it, and it's got and it's. I'm already laughing, so sorry. Tauges. See, I screwed it up already, didn't I? Tauges. It's totally okay. Um, I pronounce it Tauges. Tauges. Sherry Tauges. Her official title is uh, Relinquishments and Vacations Coordinator for Caltrans, part of the Division of -of Right-of-Way and Land Surveys in the Office of Land Surveys. But I tell you what, the way I've gotten to know her is through her involvement with Trigstar with uh, NSPS. And uh, it was fun to tell her I've done a little bit of research, a little bit of stalking with her. And she's a little bit uh, embarrassed. She's quite a lady. And uh, I thought we'd we'd have some fun by uh, having her on the podcast because uh, a lot of energy and a lot of knowledge and, well... Sherry, welcome to the podcast. We appreciate you taking time and uh, being on here with us. Thank you so much. I'm very glad to be on the show. Um, I'm very humbled by it that I have something to offer. Um, and, you know, I'll try not to make you laugh too much. <laughs> well, that's going to be, it's going to be, uh, well, it'll be easy, I think, based on our <laughs> conversation. So, oh, uh, anyway. All right, Sherry, what is your, we made it, we rolled out your, your job title. What is your, I mean, what do you do in your current job and any other extracurriculars you might do that's serving related? Okay. Well, um, as you know, I am the relinquishments and vacations coordinator for Caltrans, which is basically means that I'm responsible for reviewing and processing lands that have been identified by our districts for, um, relinquishment to, a local agency for transportation use um, and also means that I review whether um, whether our vacating or the abandoning of any of our easements is no longer necessary for transportation purposes. So they come through me first um, and when we've you know, uh, verified that it's something that's in the best interests of the state, then I send it off to the next level, which is basically the California Transportation Commission. And they're the ones that verify to make sure that we are um, doing the right thing and that we're not giving away property to, um, you know, because it's the people's, it's a people's property. So we just happen to manage it. Nice. And so that's, that's essentially what I'm doing right now. Very good. Very good. Um, what has work been like in in uh, the COVID times? Has it been all from home? Have you transitioned back? Any what's what's it been like in California? 
Well, in California, as um, you may know, is that we've been, um, we're just slowly getting out of lockdown. And I know that in different parts of the U.S., it's just, it just depends on where you're at. But um, I've been fortunate enough to work from home. So I've, uh, I guess it was March 18th that we were sent home and said, this is only going to be a two-week thing. So gather whatever you need and start working from home. And in fact, a year ago um, in March, I was actually the training coordinator for the land surveys group. So I was in charge of um, training all of land surveys for Caltrans and making sure that they had the information that they needed to be successful as surveyors within our um, organization. So, um, but as Relinquishments and Vacations Coordinator, I've been lucky to be able to do everything remotely, whether it's through webcams and emails and phone calls. But on occasion, I do have to go into the office because no matter how much we try to have live in an electronic world, we still have paper. And so again, you have to have those legal descriptions that are stamped and signed, and you have your mapping that you still have to deliver. And so um, I'm able to help through the process. Um, well, print that out, stamp, sign them, stamp them, and deliver them to where they need to go. Sure, very good. All right, well, it sounds like you've got, uh, you've. Uh, quite a, a full plate uh, all the time <laughs> with, with things. So uh, back and forth. All right. But it's fun. But it's, it is fun. Absolutely. Well, then there's always the, the big question. How the heck did you get into surveying? I mean, every <laughs> surveyor has a story about, I was like, well, I knew so-and-so or my dad's best friend or whatever. How did Sherry find surveying and get, uh, get so darn passionate about it? Well, it's funny that you say that because I had not heard of surveying at all. Um, if you were to ask me what surveying was, oh gosh, uh, now I'm going to be dating myself, probably about what, 25, 30 years ago? Um, I would probably tell you it was those door-to-door -door people, the guys that, that ask you questions, they go door-to-door. -door. Um, but you know, to be honest, when I was young, I wanted to be a teacher. And when I was in high school, my guidance counselor directed me towards engineering saying, you know, you're good in math and science. And it might be, like, you know, so they, so because I was good in math and science, I looked into engineering. And at that point in high school, I already knew I was going to go to the local college, which happened to be California State University of Fresno, which happens to be one of just a few schools on the West Coast that offers surveying engineering. Again, I still didn't know what surveying engineering was because it was part of the civil engineering program. Right. But when I looked into it, it's like, okay, I had the opportunity to get into, um, I believe at that time they had civil engineering, they had mechanical engineering, and they had electrical engineering. So I kind of had the three choices. So I looked at electrical engineering. Well, I really wasn't into like electricity and I didn't want to get electrocuted. So that was an easy scratch off the list. Um, and then there was mechanical engineering. And I love the mechanics of things, but I just wasn't sure about it. And I thought, well, there's civil engineering. That's a well-rounded field of engineering and they build stuff. And I love building, so why not? I, so I just said, you know, I could always change my major like 90% of other college, you know, mm -hmm. graduates. So I joined civil engineering. 
And my first civil engineering class was introduction to surveying. And of course, did my first surveying class and was hooked. And that's how it started. So I That's skipped awesome. the civil engineering, went to survey and engineering, and uh, graduated a little bit more than four years <laughs> later. And um, so, yes, I'm one of those. I did not graduate from college in four years. And I got, okay. um, <laughs> got my bachelor's degree in surveying engineering, and um, and you know, the rest is history. Well, very good. Well, right after school then, what... Uh, where did you jump into with uh, with your newfound knowledge and uh, bachelor's degree for surveying? Well, I was very fortunate enough to start my career um, in land surveying at a local firm called McFeeders and Associates, and they took a chance on me. You know, it's like, oh, it's another one of those graduates from Fresno State. <laughs> you know, because this this is a small company. Um, I would say it's like a mom and uh, mom and pa shop in mm -hmm. Fresno. And of course, with a surveying engineering program at Fresno, you're going to have an abundance of land surveyors in that same location. So I could just imagine that uh, my boss, one of the bosses at the time, uh, Katrina Olson, love her. She, <laughs> I'm sure she must have said, oh, great, really? Another student. Oh my gosh, how long is she going to last? And okay, now I've got to beat her down because they think they know everything. And I remember starting my first day and I just looked at her and I said, hey, you know, I have a degree, but I really don't know what I'm doing. And I actually opened up to her and said, help me apply that knowledge to the real world. And she did, and she taught me Oh my gosh, she taught me so much. She taught me um, from learning from my own mistakes. So lots of mistakes made um, that I, I, I did, but she was there to help me through those, to help me understand what, uh, what I was doing wrong. But she was also there to praise me when I got it right. Sure. And she, so she was, she was my first mentor um, after school. And I just, I love her for it. Nice. Very so, good. But then, unfortunately, when that, <laughs> unfortunately, I left McFeeders um, and I um, ended up working for a local utility. And I say local, but it's probably a utility company that many people throughout the United States have heard um, Pacific Gas and Electric Company. Yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, they've, yeah, they've, they have made the news a little bit. Little bit just a couple of times, yes. so. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, not talking about gas explosions or fires or anything of that sort, which I really shouldn't say. But, um, so PGE um, was basically there to support my efforts in getting licensed, and um, they were they were absolutely incredible to uh, mentor me through my um through the beginnings of my career. So, and it's also a place where I met my husband. Oh, very good. So I do have, you know, so, so PG&E will always be a small part of my heart. Absolutely. Uh, throughout all the craziness that has happened. But uh, if it wasn't for them, I would not have met my husband. Oh, very good. Very good. So there yes. was some good things come out of that. Oh, absolutely. So, all right. So how did you end up at 
Caltrans after all of this? Oh my goodness. Well, um, since I mentioned my husband, his name is Wayne. And in fact, some people on this podcast may know of him because he too is a licensed land surveyor in oh, California. Oh, very good. Very good. <laughs> and part of me, so part of, uh, we both worked, it was strange because we both worked um, in the same office. And if you didn't know who we were, you just knew our names, you were always wondering, you know, are they related? Are they married? Um, and if you were to physically look at us, not to say anything, but I'm Chinese. I'm a little, I'm a five foot one inch Chinese lady. My husband's like a six foot one, six foot two. I shouldn't, I should know how tall he is, but I don't. But he's six foot one, six foot two. You know, as you know, by his last name, Todges, he's, he's Norwegian. So <laughs> we used to tell people who didn't know who we were, oh, we're brother and sister. Brother and sister. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know so but um we had after about 12 years of pg&e i left uh, mainly because i wanted to broaden my knowledge within land surveying and it was actually a good thing because at that time um both of us working for pg&e you know there's nepotism and right. um because of the potential of nepotism we we're only able to go so far within our careers. So with my leaving, um, we both were able to broaden our um, our profession, uh, the knowledge that we had, and move up further into that, I guess you would say, the, the career ladder. Nice. So for the last, oh, I want to say 12 years now, um, I've been with Caltrans. Very good. All right, so you talked about doing uh, some of the training what types of things are you tasked with with as far as falling into the training categories within a Caltrans? Oh wow. Um, I was very fortunate enough to be in the training position for three years before I moved to my current position, which is relinquishments and vacations. Mm -hmm. And for those prior three years, it was anything and everything having to do with training. So I was able to get um, new new staff on board and train them and, and let them know what surveying was for our for Caltrans. We all know what surveying is. And at that time, um, things have changed now, but at that time, you had to have your LSIT, your Land Surveyor and Training Certificate to right. um, to get on board with Caltrans as a Land Surveyor. So that was your kind of your beginning step. So they already had a foundation of what land surveying was about, but they just but there's a difference when you get into a state agency. Now I had to introduce them to what land surveying was right. here within the state. And you come across lots of new terms, a lot of acronyms, because you know, we're a government agency. We love our acronyms. <laughs> exactly. And um, and so for me, I think that was is kind of one of the rewarding things that I had in that position was being able to introduce these new land surveyors to Caltrans and be able to give them a glimpse of what where they can be in the future with their profession within Caltrans. Right. So even right. though um, you start at that foundational level, um, you can work in different areas. You can work in the field if you want to work in the field. You can work in the office. Um, you have the opportunity to do both. You can go into construction or not go into construction, stay in boundary. And it's just, you know, maybe you, you're really into the new technologies. Hey, we've got that for you too. Right. So it was just 
pretty exciting to show them where they can go what um, and then you know but that was just the first class so if you can imagine that's just the first class but while they were here at Caltrans we have these opportunities to um, help them get licensed so we threw them uh, other classes like California coordinate systems and um, as I said before California is a very special state yes <laughs> take that however you want to say it, but we are a very special state. In this case, I'm actually talking about uh, tectonics and right. seismic movement. So the California um, coordinate system is pretty big with, you know, understanding the information that you're collecting because we all know that um, the information that you collect is just information. You have to know what to do with it, and that's right. why we—that's why we go to school, or that's why we learn—is what do you do with that information? But even before, what do you do with the information? Is looking at the information and understanding, hey, does that make sense? Right. You know, does that <laughs> is that one of those um, you know blunders that we don't want to see? Um, you know, what type of an error is that? Right. <laughs> so. And so it's it's just it was a great um, opportunity for me to broaden my horizon in learning more, but also connecting staff with these um, with specialty courses. And I say specialty courses because there's so many aspects within land surveying that no no one person knows it all. And if they do, they're lying. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. But. <laughs> But, you know, it, it's just for me, it was great to be able to research and get them on board and open up, basically open up my doors to say, if you need training, you tell me what you need and I will do my best to provide it. Um, and that's not to say that I won't task you with, hey, take this class, audit this class for me and and you can tell me later, is it worth sending a whole bunch of other land surveyors from Caltrans to this class? Right. You know, so. Well, I got to tell you, sitting here listening to how you explained what the, the process you've gone through and the way you have uh, brought this information to to employees and, and doing all this, you have not you've not let yourself down on your teaching abilities that you originally thought you wanted to be a teacher <laughs> um, because you've effectively you're effectively doing that as well. And I think that's one thing that um, I, I really think. I think the heart of most surveyors are pretty good teachers, but we're just, we're in a different position now versus the way we used to be with two, three, four man crews and, and other things that um, I, I'm just, Absolutely. I'm, very, I'm very impressed that, uh, that, that you, you take the time to, to be able to, to, uh, to pass on that information, to pass on that knowledge. And, you know, like you said, even if you don't know the answer, you're going to help find that answer and, uh, and, and help provide some direction. So um, that's, I think that's, that's a, that's a perspective that uh, a lot of us need to just sit back and think about sometimes when we, you know, that's part of being a professional surveyor is. Oh, is, absolutely. Is providing that, uh, that opportunity. And it's also being a mentor to others. Um, I don't consider myself to be a mentor, but I do try to open up questions or, or ask questions to make people think and open up my door again. I mean, 
yes, I'm in relinquishments and vacations, and that is my job title, and that's what I do, but I do, I won't answer you <laughs> if you have questions, and it's just, I have a lot of information that I can share, and sometimes you just don't know what to ask. So in these conversations, you can kind of get a feel for what somebody's trying to say, but don't know what it is that they're trying to ask. And if you can right. feel through that, um, you know, it's, I just look back to all the questions I had when I was a young, I don't want to say young surveyor, but when I was young and sometimes I just didn't know the questions to ask. Mm -hmm. It's like, I didn't know that was available. I didn't know that that existed. So how can I ask you a question um, that's very specific, but I didn't even know that existed. Right, so exactly. It's it's keeping that open door. Exactly. Um, I'm going to jump ahead just a little bit, um, but yet kind of go back. You talked about your, your first real mentor. And uh, I guess, so let me ask you this very bluntly what makes a good mentor what ah. what characteristics did you uh did you enjoy about having good mentors and what do you feel like that within ourselves we need to project to be a good mentor definitely to be a good mentor i think you have to be able to listen um and I say this because, or you have to be able to listen. You have to be honest. You have to be encouraging. Um, you have to be able to share the good and the bad, as you know. And another mentor that I had that I absolutely loved, um, he, uh, he wasn't a licensed surveyor, but he taught me a lot about surveying. And I remember that he opened himself up to if you have questions as to what I'm doing because he was a party chief he was an unlicensed party chief mm -hmm. but at that time he um, his job position didn't um, didn't require him to be licensed because we had a surveyor on staff that took on that role and my party chief always left it open that if I had questions as to what he's doing or why I was I was free to ask him the questions and he would give me one of two answers. One, um, he would answer me and that's usually if he, if we were, if we were on the job and I asked him a question, he would answer me. But if we were on a job and he didn't answer me, it was usually because we had to get something done. We had a time right. frame that we had to get it done, but it doesn't mean that he didn't answer the question because it was usually at the end of the day when we were packing things up or when we were driving back to the office, um, he would answer the question. And I really appreciated that about him because it helped me learn. It helped me to understand why he was making some of the decisions he made. It's like, why, why are you setting up here versus here? Isn't this one location so much better because you've got better line of sight or better open space? or something of that sort. And then he was he was constantly looking three to four steps ahead, which is something that you have to learn as a party chief. You can't just look in the now. You have to look ahead because there's potential, um, there's future setups. And that's what he was doing. And wow. he taught me that. So, um, but definitely one who's honest. Um, but at the same time, you have to be open to criticism, but don't take criticism as if they, as if somebody's pointing fingers at you that you're doing something wrong. 
use it to build yourself up to um, it's okay to make mistakes but learn from them because you know it, it's like a baby a baby's going to try to stand but they're gonna fall but they keep trying to stand and before right. you know it they're walking and from walking to running and all that other fun stuff very good so you just have to keep that with you so as much as um, and I think that's the hardest part for a lot of people is it may be criticism or you may be taking it as criticism. You just need to step back and try to learn from it. Um, you know, I'm, I, a lot of people say I'm a little bit too much of an optimist, but you have to, I mean, you kind of have to because you won't get anywhere if you're always thinking of the negative aspects of it. Very good. Yeah, exactly. Um, I told you we were going to have a great conversation and she, she, <laughs> she, she didn't believe me. She just didn't believe me. Um, I I'm think, still trying to figure out what you, what you were doing when you were um, searching me out on the internet. I still have to Google myself. Yeah. <laughs> be careful when you Google yourself though. Sometimes uh -oh. <laughs> you just this never is going know. to be scary. No, no, not you. <laughs> just everybody in general. You just never know yeah. what you come across. That's um, true. No, I, it, the, the one thing you said early on just then was about a good mentor is to listen. And, uh, you know, I guess that I, I really appreciate you saying that because that's, that is a very, very important quality is that so many young people, when they're trying to learn, they want to be heard as well. They want somebody to listen to their question and not for somebody to assume what they're going to ask and just ask and then just answer what they think it's going to be asked. They listen to the question. Um, that is a very, that's a fantastic quality that you've, that you've described. And um, I can, I wholeheartedly agree. So you, you nailed that one. You absolutely nailed that one. Of course I want to say, I'm sorry. What was that that you just said? <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course you would say that. Yes, but, okay. you know, All can right. we edit that out? No, we can't edit that out. <laughs> I told you I'm not going to edit that out. Okay, um, okay so I'm going to I'm going to uh, go off on a, a different direction here because the really the whole reason that that Sherry crossed at least crossed my radar was Trigstar. And the 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 whole program that NSPS has put together over the years and your involvement, um, I will I will say that um, with Sherry's involvement, we, I mean, obviously COVID has been uh, an interesting situation and not being able to get into schools and things that you've been a really a driving force behind getting this to be an online test and an online uh, experience, but yet still get this in front of the, uh, I shouldn't say kids. My wife yells at me when I say kids, um, <laughs> get this in front of the students. Um, tell us a little bit about how you found Trigstar and what value you see in that program? Well, Trickstar was something that I heard about years ago. Um, you know, I belong to the California Land Surveyors Associate, Association, which is our state association. And again, a side note, if you're a land surveyor, or even if you want to be a land surveyor, or are interested in land surveying, get involved with your state association. Okay, there's my plug. Yes. But anyways, um, I had heard about Trickstar. And I heard about this math competition. Oh, yay, whoopee-doo. And it wasn't until I started working at Caltrans that, um, that I found out that here's this group 
Um, Caltrans is one of the sponsors within the state that provides the tests. And I was basically voluntold. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> yes, I always like when people say that and it's like, I'm, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Voluntold. That's I'm being good. honest. Yes. I'm being absolutely honest. I was voluntold. And of course, internally, I'm like, oh, really? Oh, great. Does that mean I have to go and talk to people? What am I going to say? Oh, <laughs> so that was my first thought about being voluntold. And I went to my first um, presentation, my first Trickstar presentation. And it was kind of a, a, it was a tag team effort. So I went with another um, surveyor in our office and he kind of led the way of what the Trickstar program was about and how they were able to basically bring to students um, the profession of land surveying but also connected to the math that they were learning. Because mm -hmm. oftentimes we go to school and we learn so much stuff. And we look at it and we're thinking, you know what, like I'm never going to use that. I'm never going to use that. So what we do is that we basically introduce them to the applicability of that math that they're learning today with something, uh, with a profession in the future. and. As you know, our technology has grown, and it's incredible with how fast our technology is growing. And students may not know what land surveying is, but they can identify with a lot of the information that's in their faces day in and day out. I mean, think about, you know, DTMs. We all know, I shouldn't say we all know, but DTMs. Right. We use that for contouring. We use that for 3D mapping, essentially. Well, what do you think the gaming systems are doing right now? Exactly. 3D mapping. Exactly. And then you get into, you know, it, it, it just builds to all this new technology. And you've got UAVs and you've got the LiDAR. And it just, it's totally exciting. And they don't know that's land surveying. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, ideally, Trigstar is kind of a foot in the door to the high school. Right. But what I found out is that um, the high schools love it because you're educating the students that uh, more than than just this career, but again, the applicability of math. But I don't just bring land surveying. I bring to them all these new, um, I, want, I don't want to say new sciences, but connecting with their real world um, decisions that they're going to have to make soon. Because if right. you're, when you're in high school, it's, 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 kind of la that um, it's off to the side. You kind of see it it's in your peripheral vision of what am I going to do after high school? And land surveying in California is one of the few professions that you don't have to have a degree. Right. And I think it's safe to say that not everybody um, is set out to go to school and get a, and get a degree. It's, it's hard to sit in a class for two, three hours at a time. Some people learn better with hands-on. Right. And in California, we can do that. So if you're willing to put in the work, just like if you're willing to put in the work to go to school, right. you can still get licensed. So that's, you know, so basically I was voluntold and I got connected and, you know, just like getting into land surveying, um, I was hooked. Right. I I love going to visit the schools. So in the midst of COVID, it's really tough because I still want to see the kids. Um, the kids know me as that Caltrans person. I do have a, um, a reputation at one of the schools 
for being an awful candy thrower because I do throw candies at the kids. <laughs> um, I don't throw it to them. I throw it at them. And so I've even had it in which I've thrown. And you've heard about when the, the Red Seas parted. Well, mm -hmm. I had a group of students I was presenting to and they parted. I mean, as I threw candies. Right. So if you were in the line of fire, you're going to get hit. If you were not in the line of fire, you were going to get hit. Um, but I, I have to say that I think I won their respect because I had some teachers in the back room that were talking. And they were a little bit louder mm -hmm. than you would want them to be. So I threw candy at them. And of and I think everybody appreciated that because it's like, hey, I'm going to treat you like everybody else. If exactly. I, you know, you have a question, feel free to ask, but, you know, respect. Well, and once again, like it comes back to that it's kind of like the concept of mentoring you were talking about earlier is that you're listening to them. You're, I mean, you, you're treating them with respect and that they mm -hmm. want they want to be. Uh, part of the the world we live in, and not just kids that are told what told what to do. So, um, by treating them in a in a an environment of respect, and that hey, teachers, back of the room, we're trying to learn here. Shut up! I mean, it's yeah, it's yeah, no, I <laughs> without telling them to shut with, up, without telling yes. them to shut up. That was a good way to do it. So, yeah. All right. So, so it was yeah, it was a lot of fun, and yeah. um, surprisingly, they keep inviting me back. So I, keep coming surprisingly back. yeah i can yeah <laughs> i can imagine yeah surprisingly all right so we try to keep these things relatively short not to i mean because you're you're a busy person um but i do have one we have one last uh thing to follow up on all right mm -hmm. so you you step into a room with 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 these students with uh with with young people they can be high school they can be early college whatever what is your elevator speech on surveying and what does surveying and geospatial careers have to offer for a young person these days? Oh my gosh, everything. Um, oh boy, that's a tough question, but it's an easy question. I say it's tough because there's so much I want to say. I mean, land surveying, it's, it's everything. It's science, it's math, it's history, it's law, it's, it's being out in the outdoors. Uh, but at the same time, what's really unique about this particular profession is you can make of it whatever you want. And it's up to you to bring the passion that you have into that field. Whether you're already passionate about land survey or whether you bring your passion of something else into the work that you're doing, it's absolutely incredible. And it's, it's an opportunity. And that's what it is. You have to just go for those opportunities and grasp it with both hands and just go for it. But um, bottom line, it's it's a profession that started years and years and years ago um, before we were ever a thought in our um, in our relatives eyes. Mm -hmm. It's It's been around forever. And it's incredible to go back and survey and know that you're actually in you're you're in the footsteps of somebody else right. and you're following their footsteps and you're reestablishing what they established and then being able to make your own mark physically <laughs> your own mark it's not just right. it's 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 a physical thing so it's kind of it's exciting <laughs> you're making history and yeah you are you are history 
So exactly. you are history. You're making history. Um, you know, there is just so much. And, you know, not I, I've got to plug in this new program, the Get Kids Into Survey program that started in the UK and that NSPS has been a part of now and bringing it to the US. I see great things happening because um, they're doing what we haven't been able to do, and that is to connect to the younger generation. When you asked anybody about land surveying, they think of construction because that's what they physically see. They, they right. visually see construction workers always hunched over, licking and kicking the dirt and who knows. But um, by bringing them into what we have new technology wise and relating the stuff that they're used to, because now we're in this technology, this world of technology, right. they're in gaming, they know all that stuff. Now we just have to tell them how we apply it to the real world. And hey, by the way, you know, the use of those satellites, we were doing that way before anybody else. Right, exactly. So we were just keeping it secret from them. Yeah, exactly. Well, very good. Uh, you know what? That sums it up quite well. And I think uh, I think we found a new spokesperson for uh, for selling <laughs> the profession to, uh, to young people everywhere because uh, – she makes me want to survey more. I'll be honest with you. That's, that's fantastic. So, well, Sherry, I appreciate your time. And, uh, you know what, at some point, uh, if you don't mind, I would like, I think we're going to, we'd like to have you back on, uh, we'll get a little more Trigstar online behind, under our belts and, uh, check in with you and see how Caltrans is going and see how everything else is going. Uh, we'll have you back sometime soon if absolutely you don't mind. and thank you so much for welcoming me um to the podcast this is absolutely incredible and all i can say to everybody else who's listening is definitely continue to learn ask questions and get involved um there's just so much that you can do for the profession because because we just we need to build it up and show everybody how great it is yep and there you have it. That was the reason we chased her down to uh, to, to to spout that message because, um, like I said, she's our new spokesperson. That's great, absolutely. <laughs> so, all right, we've got we we thank you, Sherry. We appreciate you having you on, and we do have a bunch of great episodes coming up. That's going to be oh now don't see. I knew she was going to do that. I just knew she was going to start in and and uh, try to make me laugh through all of this, which is fine. That's very good. Um, I don't know how we're going to top Sherry and how uh, with your guests, but we'll figure out how to do it. But uh, this has been Tim Birch, and uh, we will see you very soon. Thank you. You've been listening to the Surveyor Says podcast, brought to you by the National Society of Professional Surveyors. If you have any questions about today's episode or any other topic, please email us at info at nsps.us.com and we are here to help. Visit our website, nsps.us.com to learn more about our association, the programs we administer and support, our sustaining members, and information about future episodes of Surveyor Says. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, as well as our podcast host, Podbean. And remember, it's a great day to be a surveyor.